Welcome to the city's backyard with Matt Zako. The city's backyard starts now. Today we are catching up with a, a guy that I've known a long time. Met him years ago when I was uh, working on the radio, and he was uh, working at a place called the Rock and Roll Cafe. It's great to bring on Mark Salor from the number one Springsteen tribute band in the land, uh, Tramps Like Us. Mark, it's great to have you in the backyard of Westchester, Mount Kisco. Uh, I think you were on a couple of years ago, and things have obviously improved since the last time you were on, you know, because of what was happening in the world at the time. But uh, you're back at it, and, uh, you know, I follow you on Facebook. Tramps Like Us is still going strong for how many years now? We're going on, uh, let's see, 2024. So 34 years. We started in 1990. Wow. That's incredible. So another reason to, you know, drop by the backyard again to uh, just talk about all these great Springsteen songs that you guys do and cover. And I saw you, you got, you had your picture taken with Bruce. Yeah, I met him at uh, at MetLife Stadium. Let's see. Well, he did three shows there at the end of the summer. I think it was the second night. I think it was August thirtieth. But yeah, it was the second show. Uh, his manager took me backstage. It was kind of a uh, you know setup meeting. Uh, I, I knew I was going to go back there. I have really never met him officially like that, and uh, it was quite an honor. You know, I went backstage. I'm in the giant locker room. And it's me and him alone <laughs> in the no. entire, yeah, you know, needless to say how nervous I was. When, when, when the security guy brings me back there, he goes, Mark, come on, you know, Bruce is waiting. I walk in and there's not one, not one person in the entire, I mean, I expected to see catering people and, you know, people walking around. <laughs> He's standing in a locker room alone. <laughs> um, <laughs> wow. That yeah. is, that is really bizarre. I mean. You know, it's kind of cool, though. Well, you know, now looking back, knowing that he had that ailment that ended up canceling the rest of his tour, you know, like right after that show, he canceled three months and, you know, basically took a hiatus. So he was uh, he was probably laying low on these backstage shows, just getting ready for the show. So it probably wasn't your normal routine before a show. I kind of figured that, you know, after the fact, after uh, knowing, you know, he had that ulcer or whatever exact medical condition he had but you know it kind of makes sense now because it was real it was quiet back there you know so what what was the conversation like i mean you said you were a little nervous and then did you did he knew that you are in this you know trip yeah I, I was i was nervous his manager introduced me to him you know and said bruce you know i've told you about him before and he has told me now right now i'm talking about mike appell bruce's uh, original manager i was right, back there i with, thought right uh, you know, he goes, hey, Bruce, you know, I told you about Mark in the past. And Mike told me in the past, I've been on the phone with Bruce and I brought you up and I was going to bring him to a show. So, you know, when he said that, Bruce looked at me and, he, you know, he reached out his hand. We shook hands. He goes, oh, I know all about you guys. So, you know, the minute he said that, it made it, it made me comfortable. It kind of took the edge off because, you know, he knew he I'm sure he knew I was nervous. So, uh, you know, he, I know all about you guys. And he was laughing. You know, and I told him we were doing this for 34 years and this and that, you know, a lot of small talk. But. You know, the big thing to me is that he thanked me for what he goes. I, you know, I want to, th- I want to thank you for what you do. You know, wow, um, yeah, that's and, awesome. Yeah, that was that was kind of impressive to me. But we had a little small talk about you know what we've been doing in you know thirty four years and this and that. But you know, that's that's the one thing that stuck out to me that he he thanked. Me. He knows about us and he thanked me for 
for doing it. Yeah, that's really cool that he thanked you. And it's also cool that you got a picture with the boss. I mean, well, I let me tell you I a quick story. I, I got a good story. So when we were about to go, I'm waiting outside the locker room with Mike and uh, the security guy goes, I'll let you know, you know, when Bruce comes in. And so we're waiting out there. He comes out and he goes, you know, you guys got to wear a mask. You know, and I, I understand, you know, COVID going around. He gives us one of these big black masks. I'm like, oh, my God, because I really wanted a picture with him. And I'm I'm going to go back there with a mask. I'm not going to take a picture with him and a mask on. And so, you know, I had the mask on. When we walked back there, Bruce did not have a mask on. And then, like, during our conversation, he actually pulled it out of his pocket and put it on. We were talking with the mask on. And when I asked him, you know, if he would mind taking a picture, oh, he said, oh, absolutely not. And he goes, we got to lose these goddamn masks. And I was like, oh, thank God. Like, I didn't think he was going to say that. Yeah. Anyways, we got to lose it. So he put, and if you look at the picture, it's probably, it's not on my website yet. I got to put it up there, but he's holding the mask in his hand. He's got his arm around my shoulder and he's got his mask in his hand. So thank God, you know, at least for me, getting a nice picture with him without a mask on, he said, we got to lose the mask. And I'm like, thank God. So uh, that, that was a big thing because I was like, I'm going to take a picture. I'm not even going to put it on, put it online. Who wants to see a picture of me and Bruce with a mask on, right? <laughs> Well, this is also before he's going to go on stage, or after. yes, it was right. It was it was before, so I didn't have a great deal of time. I yeah. he usually hits the stage at about eight forty, uh, seven forty-five, and we were back there at like uh, seven fifteen, seven twenty. So you yeah. know, he, he was, was focused. He, yeah, he was focused. He was getting ready to go do his job. Yeah, for sure. Of course, if you know, I had a chance to meet him, I would have said, "Hey, <laughs> can we set up an interview?" <laughs> <laughs> You know, uh, that is just so awesome to hear that, you know, he thanked you. And I'm sure you had so much to say, but you knew that it just wasn't the right time. And, right. Uh, yeah, it, it definitely wasn't. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping there's a time in the future where we could actually, you know, talk shop, you know, talk yeah. guitars and talk intricacies. But, you know, it, it's it's more than I expected when I got back there. I got a chance to meet Mellencamp after a Beacon show, and I actually got to shake his hand and get a picture taken with him in his in his little Winnebago connected to the Beacon. And I was able to kind of say a couple things to to let him know that uh, you know I was a radio jock, and I I told him I said I played a ton of your music, and then I brought up some of the tracks like uh, What If I Came Knocking, and I told him you know you. you you did great improv. This was after the concert, of course, so he had more time to talk. Right. Uh, unlike your situation where it was before the show. So uh, two different circumstances. But I was able to at least say, you know, the backup singers were great on or, or have always been great on that song, you know. So I think he kind of appreciated that I. Yeah, you were bringing up nuances, stuff. right? You were, you were, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, not like your typical groupie, you know, but uh, right. Yep. anyway, you know, so so here you are all these years later and you've done a great job paying tribute to Bruce all these years. So let's take a break and come back and talk about the few dates that you've got lined up already for January and into February. As we get into 2024 here, we're talking to Mark Salor, who is the boss of tramps like us. I mean, you are the Springsteen of the band. You are the Bruce. You are the Bruce juice. <laughs> so <laughs> more with Mark coming up right after the break. Hi, I'm Rick Tavella, owner of Rick's Main Roofing, a family-owned and operated business since 1948, specializing in all types of residential and commercial roofing. We are a GAF Residential Master Elite and GAF Commercial Master Select certified contractors offering the finest warranties in the industry. 
This certification is only given to the best of the best. Brooks Main Roofing services all of Fairfield and Westchester County and offers a 24-hour emergency service. Look us up, ricksmainroofing.com. Keeping your home or business warm and running efficiently during the cold winter months shouldn't be a challenge. Call the heating and cooling company of Norwalk for your free system evaluation and start saving money today. Google them for more information at the heating and cooling company of Norwalk. Live theater is back and in your own backyard at Curtain Call. There's always something on at Curtain Call at the Sterling Farms Theater Complex, Newfield Avenue in Stamford. For half the price of a Broadway ticket, a family of four can see a show at Curtain Call. Call 203-461-6358 or go online to curtaincallinc.com. That's curtaincallinc.com. From hot to cold, breakfast to lunch, JV's Deli has something for everyone. JV specializes in thin crust pizza, deli sandwiches, pasta, and more. JV's Deli and Pizza, serving Norwalk for over 10 years. 15 Tierney Street, up the road from City Hall. Check out their great menu at jvsdeliandpizza.com. We're back. You're listening to The City's Backyard. Talking to tramps like us, Mark Salor has been the leader and the founder of the band, obviously, right? Yes, yes, sir. Yeah. So you, you, um, you're the boss man, you know, in the in the real tramps like us here, paying tribute to the real boss. Uh, so what can you tell us about what you guys have been up to? I mean, in in regular bands, there there can be lineup changes, and 34 years, you've had to have some lineup changes obviously so you've got some new guys now that have been in the band uh, in the last couple of years i'm trying to think the last time i was on if i had the same lineup i don't uh, it's possible but the last our our two newest members are our bass player uh scott bennard out of tom's river new jersey he joined the band uh in in 2020 and right around the same time we got a new sax player um and those are our two newest members and the funny thing is (laughs) Sax player is how old is he? Thirty two. We started the band before he was born. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, we 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 crack on him about that all the time. But uh, yeah, those are the two newest members. But the drummer's been with me uh, since the beginning. Went to high school with him. Started you know playing with him in high school, and uh, thirty four years you know later, he's still in the band. <laughs> and, and his name? Marty Mattelli. And then you've got. Another one that's been in the band a long time too, right? Kenny Hope, our keyboard player. Uh, of course, Kenny. Yeah, he's like the rock of the band. He's been with me since, I want to say, like 20, 2010, maybe 15, 18 years, something like that. That's I awesome. don't even know. Actually, probably before that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he's got the hardest job. You know, he's he's playing the role of a piano player and an organ player, and he's playing both parts uh, on pretty much most of the songs. And he sings a lot which uh, Bruce's keyboard players do not do. So, you know, he's playing piano, he's playing organ, he's singing background vocals. And needless to say, anyone who knows the Springsteen stuff knows really how hard and complicated the piano parts are. So, you know, he is, uh, you know, he's kind of the foundation of what we do. So you're going to be playing The Palace in Danbury on January 27th. And then Saturday, February 3rd, The Stone Pony in Asbury Park, New Jersey, where, of course, Bruce played all those years right yeah he's uh he was you know he, he kind of kicked open that joint when i think it opened back in 76 and he used to you know he never played there you know 
with his band as as, as a as on a billing, but he would pop up, you know, on a weekly basis with Southside Johnny or all the other acts that were uh, in Asbury Park at the time. And still to this day, you know, he frequents the place. So have you ever played the palace in Danbury yet? I've never been there. Never played there. Looking forward to it. That's on uh, January 27th. That's a Saturday night. Yep. Yeah. You got all Saturday dates, which are probably a great night to play. And, And then obviously you're still booking through the year. We're going to take one last break, and then let's just come back and talk about Bruce songs in general. I want to find out what your favorite Bruce songs are. Let's sort of break it down a little bit in, into some of the different albums and uh, give fans an idea of what uh, what you might be doing that's different from a few years ago. Sometimes you do like a whole album, right? Yeah, we do albums. We do concert recreations. We have a lot of theme shows we do uh, from time to time. But yeah, we'll talk about that on the other side. Sounds like a plan with Mark Salore from Tramps Like Us, the Springsteen tribute band that's been around for 34 years. More coming up right after this. Skip the trip to the city and see Broadway actors right here in Fairfield County for a fraction of the price. Located at 509 Westport Avenue in Norwalk, Music Theater of Connecticut is your ticket to local professional theater. Get your tickets now and experience one-of-a-kind productions in our intimate, state-of-the-art black box theater. For showtimes and reservations, visit our website at musictheaterofct.com or call us at 203-454-3883. Music Theater of Connecticut, where theater isn't just observed, it's experienced. Visit Rory's Restaurant, 416 Post Road in Darien. Rory's is where it's always delicious. Try their great selection of mouth-watering appetizers, hot and cold sandwiches, scrumptious entrees, and outrageous soups. Check out their menu at rorys.net or call 203-655-9453 for takeout or curbside pickup. Open seven days. Hey, how about a great sandwich for lunch or delicious breakfast and cappuccino? This is Sergio. Come and see me at Francesca's Cafe and Grill right here on the Post Road in Norwalk, 249 Westport Avenue. Your friend Sergio here does it all, from Italy to Norwalk to coffee and cannolis. Francesca is truly a piece of Italy right here in the heart of Norwalk. Check out our great menu at francescasdeli.com. The City's Backyard Podcast is about the arts, entertainment, music, and your community. It's The City's Backyard, airing on all platforms. We're in the backyard of Westchester County with lead singer of the Springsteen tribute band, Tramps Like Us. I'm sure you've heard of them, especially if you're from, you know, this area, the tri-state area. Mark Salor is on the podcast again, and it's great to connect, Mark. We've known each other a really long time, and I remember seeing you. You know, when you first played in Norwalk at Shenanigans in the wow. early 90s when you started. Um, so you know, that was that was actually before Tramps Like Us. That was our oh, was classic it? rock band. Yeah, Same lineup. But I think at that time we were doing Shenanigans. We just started Tramps. We were doing we were alternating, you know, between the bands. And then at one point we just said, you know, we're, we're just going to stick with Tramps. But, yeah, that was that was probably 1990, 89, 90, right at the beginning. It was right at the beginning of, of it all for you. And yep. uh, who, who would think that 34 years later, you would still be, you know, uh, doing all these gigs. And, and even like we mentioned in the first segment, having a shot at meeting Bruce Springsteen and, uh, 
Bruce obviously knew what you were about and what you've been up to and, and thanked you for it. So uh, kudos to you for for meeting the boss and being the boss of trends <laughs> like us and keeping it going all these years. So let's talk Bruce Juice here. Let's talk about some of these Springsteen tunes. And you can kind of comment on uh, whether you play it or whether you bring it back or whatever. So uh, Tunnel of Love. Always love playing that song, DJing in the bars in the 80s. What about uh, some of those tracks? Well, we do play that track. It's a really hard track to play because of what he's got going on in the studio with electronic drums and synthesizers and uh, sequencers. R- really tough. So it's not a song we play often, um, but, you know, it's something we got to prepare for. You know, it's not something I would just call out. A lot of our songs I just call out on the fly. That's not something I would call out on the fly, um, but it, it's it's a really fun song to play. Challenging, like I said, there's a lot of instrumentation going on, so not a song we play on a regular basis. But yes, it is. It's a very fun song to play. One of my favorite albums, "Darkness on the Edge of Town." Uh, Prove it all night. Well, we do that entire album, and and pretty much Badlands. Most of the song, yeah, most of the song on the that's that's that that that's. I would say on any given night, we probably play half that record. You know, you got Badlands and Prove That That's a staple of every show. Uh, Promised Land is pretty much a staple. Racing in the uh, Street? Yeah. yeah. We play oh, that a lot. Great yeah, we, got, we got a ton of requests for that song. So, that, yeah, that, that record, pretty much every song, you know, if not on one night, you know, between a couple of shows, we probably cover the whole album. I got to pick the obvious album here, Born to Run. Well, yeah, again, we play every track from that, and it's hard yeah. not to because every song is great, and Jungle people Land, love every obviously. song. Yeah, yeah Jungle Land, like, I, I, that's probably a so one of the – there's a very – I would say there's about five or six songs we play every single night. Jungle Land is one of them. Like, that – no matter what we're doing, that song will be in our set list. You know, Born to Run will be – Thunder Road will be those three songs every night probably since this band started. I don't think we've ever had a night where one of those three songs weren't played. I'm I'm getting excited just talking about uh, reminiscing about some of these albums. I remember the Born to Run poster I had. I got it at a <laughs> one of those like variety type shops in White Plains growing up, and it was it was the last poster. It, it, I think it was called like the Orient. In oh White yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I had a red sign. It's right, yeah, yeah. right across the street. I used to go to the place all the time. <laughs> and I was haggling with the with the uh, owner, the Asian dude, and he was like, I was like, it's ripped. Give me a discount. He's like, no, it's the last one, you know, full price. So I bought that poster at full price, ripped uh, the Born to Run album there, you know. That's um, funny. Yeah. So I used uh, to go there all the time. I used to take a, I lived in Ardsley when I grew up. We used to take a bus out of Ardsley, and it used to drop us off right in front of the Olean. <laughs> every it was crazy you know we got the first stop we get out of you know we're in high school we take the bus to white plains we get out that's our first stop and you're right they had like you know we used to buy all our posters there all the uh you know rock and roll stuff was uh was something we would buy there that's a good segue into glory days i mean you know talking about the glory days of growing up and uh the <clears> 80s <throat> were, were a great decade not my most favorite decade of hearing bruce i liked him a little more in the 70s and then again you know well more with like tunnel love and as we mentioned but uh born in the usa was was okay to me but uh such a huge album for radio airplay right yeah well let let me just tell you a little about that you know when you know when i guess when that came out because it was really pop and it was a lot of ton of air you know radio stuff on air i wasn't a fan because you know, I like the older stuff, and I really wasn't 
I, you know, I, I guess I was kind of looking at Springsteen as my own, you know, my own thing. And I didn't want to give him away to the world. And then, you know, now he's playing giant stadium with 80,000 people and you can't get into a show and he's always on the radio. And, it, you know, it, to me, it took away from his other music because to me, his older stuff was a lot better. I liked it better personally, you know, and hearing glory days on the radio all the time. It just, but I, I'm kind of with you on that, but you know, over the years, uh, when we started the band, I would stay away from that material and I'd be in a stubborn way, not in a good way. Because, you know, when you go out, you know, people want to hear glory days and dancing in the dark and all that stuff. But me personally, I'd rather play Backstreet's and She's the One, right? And, and yeah. inc an incident on 57th Street and Lost sure. in the Flood. And I was kind of headstrong at that point. And I, you know, we were playing all that stuff when this band started. And people would be calling out for glory days and we never played it. But, you know, at some point I, I realized that if I'm going to do this for a living and, and be serious about it, it's not, a, I can't do what I like personally. You know, yeah. it, it's not about me. I, I got to give the crowd what they want. And ironically enough, after, you know, I mean, this is years ago, when we started playing the glory days and, born in the USA and stuff I stayed away from when the band initially started. It, it, it was, it was fun to play. I didn't think I would enjoy it as much because I like the older stuff better, but you know, those songs are really driving and, and they're fun to play. And I, I think I became more of a fan of that stuff when I started playing it more as opposed to listening to it. Yeah. So, you know, we cover all of that stuff now, 20 years ago, we wore it. But, you know, when you get to be a mainstream tribute band and you're playing all over the place, I, I had no choice. So, um, yeah, you got to mix it up. Yeah. You, so, you know, like his first five albums, you were mentioning the early stuff. We play every single song on his first five or six albums. We know every one. We could play anyone on a drop of a dime. Um, and that's like probably 60, 70 songs. But, you know, and then that's what people want to hear, you know, more or less. The first five, six, seven albums, you know, we call Especially the older, older people. What about the young 20-somethings? What do they want to hear? Do they want to hear the, the Born to Run material or what? Because they're into it, classic rock. Yeah, it seems like, you know, I would say 80, 90% of our crowd wants to hear Born in the USA and back. You know, it's very rare you'll get, you know, some requests for... I mean, uh, that's really not true when I think about it. You know, we get requests for like Mary's Place and Waiting on a Sunny Day a lot. You know, that's off the rise. And that was what that was 20, uh, 2002. Yeah. So um, mostly the older stuff. But, you know, it's 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 pretty frequent. We'll we'll, we'll get a lot of requests for the for, you know, 2000 and, and up, you know, his last 15 or 20 years. I. I actually interviewed Nils Lofgren a long time ago. I don't know if I ever told you that, but such a nice guy, Nils. And it was right after uh, Clarence had just passed away. So, you know, I kind of asked him what was going to happen with the band. And, you know, I had to be very careful. It was kind of oh, a yeah. touchy subject. And Nils said, oh, you know, I don't, I can't even think. I mean, it's Bruce's band. It's up to Bruce. And, right. you know, it was just, just kind of like, I said, well, you know, I know the fans wanted to know. So that was why I sort of asked that question. But Nils is just a super, super guy. And he was a great interview. So, uh, yeah. Mark, as we wind it down here, well, let's just talk about uh, what fans can expect that are going to buy tickets to one of these shows, you know, depending. I mean, the cool thing is, is you're playing in 
the tri-state area. And, you know, unlike traditional radio, when we met, when I was on, on air, you know, the signal only reached so far. The right. cool thing about podcasting is, you know, we've got listeners in Long Island. We've got them in Connecticut, Westchester, New York, all over. Um, so, you know, you're hitting the city. You're hitting, you know, Connecticut, Danbury. You're in Jersey at the Stone Pony. Um, you've been, you've played the Kensco Dam. You know, you you play a lot of these uh, uh, parks, right? Yeah, a lot, a lot of the uh, township, you know, free summer concert shows uh, around. Yeah, we do a lot of those. Yeah. What do you say going into the new year? What can people that have never seen you expect or people that have seen you? What do you think you might change up, do you, you know, for this, for these upcoming shows in the next, you know, from now until, you know, February? I mean, I can give you a little preview of the way I go into a show. We don't I, we don't work off a set list. Um, I have a computerized system on stage I came up with about 10 years ago. And I just type a number in on a keyboard that's sitting on my amp and everybody has a video screen. And I type that number in, a song comes up, and that's our next song. So I make this thing up as I go along. I mean, wow. I'll pick I'll pick a starting song. We, we'll, the band will go on stage. I'll say, All right, let's open with 10th Avenue Freeze Out. And from that point on, I ad-lib the show from beginning to end. And I'm reading the crowd, you know. It, it, we're playing a venue and people are dancing right off the bat and, and it's an upbeat crowd. You know, we'll throw five or six, you know, you know, big songs at them right away. You know, we're not going to do anything slow or anything. If people are sitting down and it's a theater and, it, you know, it's more of a uh, sit down and listening event, you know, I'll pull out the Jungle Lands and the Incident on 57th Street, and, you know, and the slower songs that I don't get a chance to play a lot that I like to do. Um, so I'll just read the crowd. People yelling out requests, I'll pull them up, I'll type them in, and we'll, and, and we'll do them. So, you know, this is one thing that makes the band work well is not having a set list because you really want to feel out the crowd and what they want to hear. And, and that's what we're able to do night to night. And we got to be on our toes because, you know, people are going to start calling out songs we might not have played in a couple of months. So, you know, the band's always ready and our, our repertoire is literally 140 songs. Wow. Now, we can't play all 140 on a drop of a dime because some we haven't played in months, but... I would say probably close to a hundred of those songs. Wow. These guys, these guys are prepared for every night and I'll, you know, I'm going to type in a song. We're ending one song and I'll type in a number and everyone just looks down and let's go. I count four right into it. Um, wow. You know, it's seamless. We'll, we'll run through seven or eight songs without a break. Um, and I'm just typing them in. And as I'm playing one, I'm like, what am I going to do next? You know, I'm, uh, what do I want to play? What do they want to hear? What's going to work? And, uh, it's a lot on my mind when I'm trying to play and sing that, you know, what I'm playing next, but it's something I've been doing for 10 years and it really has made the band much more efficient and uh, keeps everybody on their toes. And it's crowd pleasing. Someone's going to yell out a song and I'll say, you know what, let's do it. I'll just yeah, type little, it in. It's a little interactive and you know, it's different. So it's not the same thing. And when, so your fans can continue to see you and, they don't know what you know is going to happen next. I want to just you, you drop the rising. That was an album, you know, after nine eleven, and uh, I feel like Bruce has always been sort of patriotic. It, it, the song that comes to mind that's not very popular. Uh, we take care of our own. Do you ever do that one? We did it when when the record came out. Ah, God, I don't even know what year that came out. Um, two thousand and. 15 or so we did we learned the song we had a rehearsal 
The thing about it is we played that song maybe 10 or 15 times and then it kind of just, you know, yeah. kind of fell out of out of our playlist. No one requested it. And, you know, I, you know, Bruce played it a lot at the beginning of his tour. And by the end of the tour, he wasn't even playing it. Exactly. So, yeah, um, I, that's but interesting. yeah, we. We, uh, we we definitely, you know, we covered it as soon as it came out. And, and, uh, with a lot of his new stuff, you know, we've learned it. We are uh, working on a dream. When that came out, we learned it immediately. We played it maybe for around a, a year, you know, on and off. And then it kind of kind of fell out of uh, out of our main playlist. But, you know, it's on our list. And, you know, yeah. if someone requests it, we could do yeah. it. I remember at one time you did like Radio Nowhere, but that song's kind of died out now, you know. That's died out. We do play that more than a lot of the other ones you mentioned. But yeah, that, you know, Bruce doesn't play it anymore. But listen, you know, Bruce is going to play 25, 26 songs. He's got 500. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah you exactly. Know. I, I mean, you know, just the catalog is huge. And the fact that, you know, you've even played some of these songs and now you don't even play them anymore just goes to show you how long you've been doing it, you know, covering and paying tribute to Bruce Springsteen. Well, Mark, how can people follow you before we let you go and, you know, get these dates and stay updated with Tramps Like Us? Well, the website is TrampsLikeUs.com. Um, you know, we got a we got a schedule section in there and stuff and a mailing list. You could sign up for that. We send out a monthly mailer. Um, Facebook is tra- uh, facebook.com slash tramps like us. You know, that's probably the most up to date. Um, and let's see. Instagram is tramps like us band. I had to put the band at the end of it because <laughs> tramps like us was taken. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Twitter is um, tramps live L I V E. Again, Tramps Like Us was taken. So Twitter is Tramps Live at Twitter. Instagram is Tramps Like Us Band. And Facebook is Facebook.com slash Tramps Like Us. A lot to remember. Hey, Mark, you know, this is cool. I got to come see you in 2024. Definitely looking forward to seeing you guys. And always, uh, always great to catch up. And I'm so glad you met Bruce. Make sure, you know, you uh, you post those pictures on Facebook and, you know, the Tramp sites. So, uh, once again, thanks for dropping by the city's backyard today. Great chat with you, Matt. Happy New Year. That puts a wrap on the city's backyard. We'll be back next week with more interesting topics, great guests, and fun conversation about what's happening in and around your community. That's it for now. We'll see you soon. <laughs>